Welcome to the QI chat room. I'm your host, Kelly Bond. This podcast is brought to you by Redwood Community Health Coalition, or RCHC for short. We're a network of community health centers and a wellness education site throughout Marin, Napa, Sonoma, and Yolo counties. We formed in 1994 with a mission of improving access to and the quality of care provided for underserved and uninsured people. This podcast is all about quality improvement, or QI, in healthcare. We'll bring you speakers from our member health centers, outside health centers, county and federal agencies, healthcare plans, and more. Those speakers will discuss promising practices they've identified at health centers, the latest data on specific health topics, and engage in conversation with our live audience. We've been hosting these chat rooms since late 2018 and transitioned to the podcast format in the fall of 2019 to reach a greater range of listeners. We hope you'll join us as we share the latest in quality improvement with you. This episode features Ariel Thomas Ehrlich from Sonoma County's Department of Health Services Impact Sonoma Tobacco and Nicotine Prevention Team, who will talk about the vaping epidemic and resources available for health centers to help patients. Here she is. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, good morning, everyone. As Kelly mentioned, my name is Ariel Thomas Ehrlich, and I'm with the Impact Sonoma Tobacco and Nicotine Prevention Team here at the Sonoma County Department of Health Services. Today, we're going to talk about youth vaping and talking specifically about defining vaping. We're going to look at some prevalence rates between the counties represented by RCHC, talk about some health concerns, and finally leave you with some resources and support that are available uh, for health systems. Let's get, let's get started here. Um, first, talking about what vaping is. So many of you have probably heard about vaping, either from patients, family members, or within the news. We want to define what vaping is today, and vaping is the act of using a device to inhale aerosolized nicotine, cannabis, or other drugs deep within the lungs. I do want to focus on the term aerosolized. We know from... Uh, independent research of the, of the e-liquids as well as the devices that this is an aerosol. This is not a harmless water vapor and uh, does have additional chemicals within the devices and e-liquids outside of the drugs and, and nicotine that may be used. Next, we want to define an electronic nicotine delivery system, or ENDS, which can also be called a vape device or an electronic cigarette. These devices come in a variety of shapes and sizes and may be known better by their uh, brand names such as Juul or Soren. However, regardless of what the device looks like or the size of it, they all include the following elements. A heating element, a battery which may be rechargeable or meant to be disposable, a reservoir for e-liquid and other drugs, and finally a mouthpiece for the user. Now that we've talked about what vaping is and what the devices are called, I want to talk about some prevalence related to youth use of both nicotine and marijuana. When asking the question about youth nicotine use with vape devices or ENDS, we looked to the California Healthy Kids Survey from the years 2015 to 2017, uh, polling from the four counties represented by RCHC. The question that we polled was the use of a tobacco product at least one day in the last 30 days. We compared cigarettes, smokeless tobacco, as well as vaping devices or ENDS. 
And while we found that cigarettes and smokeless tobacco use has been consistently reducing among youth, we found that use of vaping products were increasing. Sonoma County with the highest, um, has the highest rate of 11th grade use at 19% of 11th graders, or about one in five, indicating regular use of a vaping product. Marin and Yolo County have the lowest reported use at about 10% of 11th graders, indicating regular use of a vaping product. Next, we wanted to understand youth vaping of marijuana. Unfortunately, the California Healthy Kids Survey did not ask this question and have it available in both 2015 and 2017, so we looked at the 2018 Monitoring the Future Survey. This is a national representative survey that asked 8th, 10th, and 12th grade students about their use of various types of drugs. The question we polled was, during your life, how many times have you used marijuana in the following ways, specifically for an electronic cigarette or vaping device? Of, our 12th, of the 12th graders who responded to the survey, about one in five responded that they did use a vaping, a vaping device specifically for marijuana. Those numbers reduce as you get into sophomores or 10th graders, as well as 8th graders, which had about 6% for 8th grade. Now that we've talked about the prevalence of use, want to talk about some of the known and emerging health, health risks related to vape devices. So first, these devices are relatively new. Juul came on the market in 2015, and Juul is one of the most popular types of vape devices, particularly among youth. However, um, given that even though they've been on the market for such a short period of time, there has been emerging research. From the MD Anderson Cancer Research Institute, we have found the following emerging uh, health risks, nicotine addiction, mouth and throat irritation, coughing and wheezing, worsening asthma, chest pain, raised blood pressure and heart rate, as well as nausea and upset stomach. As far as emerging health risks are concerned, I'm sure many of you have seen in the news or have heard from your patients about a concern for the vaping-related pulmonary lung disease. Additionally, both Marin and Sonoma County have released a health alert on this issue. In it, as well as the state of California and the CDC. For those of you who may not have seen this, we just want to re quickly review some of the symptoms and clinical recommendations for the vaping-related pulmonary lung disease. First are the symptoms, which generally appear over a period of several days to several weeks. The respiratory symptoms include cough, shortness of breath, or chest pain gastrointestinal symptoms, which are present in some patients but not all, include nausea, vomiting, or diarrhea. Nonspecific constitutional symptoms include fatigue, fever, and weight loss. Clinical recommendations for if you see a patient who appears either in in or outpatient services is to, number one, report all cases of the severe pulmonary disease of unclear etiology and a history of electronic nicotine delivery devices, or ENDS, use within the past 90 days to your local health department. Second is to ask your patients about use of ENDS or vaping device, including the substance, the source of purchase, the name of the device or devices used, and the method of substance use. And the third is to collect and send in the device and substances for testing at your local health department. We want to focus in on the second clinical recommendation, which is the screening for use of vaping devices. The Impact Sonoma team is currently working with 
our CHC as well as our Sonoma County uh, clinical health systems to uh, include a vaping screening question. We conducted a clinical assessment to better understand the current processes here in Sonoma County and are conducting ongoing collaboration for this effect. In addition, for those of you outside of Sonoma County and anywhere in the state of California, California Quits, who presented on a previous uh, QI chat room, is a statewide technical assistance provider who support primary healthcare systems to provide improvements to tobacco use screening, counseling, education, and referrals. And currently, the Impact Sonoma team is working directly with California Quits to identify and come up with model language for a vaping screening question within health systems. For patients who are concerned about use of vaping devices or looking to quit any tobacco product, I encourage you to go on the website nobuts.org backslash county dash listing to find your community's local cessation resources. Some other cessation resources we would like to turn your attention to specifically for youth are the Truth Initiative This Is Quitting program. Users, uh, any user 13 years or older is able to use this free text-based quitting program by texting the phrase Ditch Jewel. That's D-I-T-C-H-J-U-U-L to the number 88709. This number provides free advice, tips, and inspiration for quitting any vape device. In addition, parents can also utilize the resource to ask questions and gain information and insight and how to start a conversation with their child. We encourage you to also reach out to your local lead agency or your county health department who can provide support on tobacco prevention efforts for your clinic. So with that being said, I would like to turn it over, uh, turn it back over to Kelly or to the group for any questions or discussion. Thank you. Hey, Ariel, this is Beth with the Santa Rosa Community Health. How are you? <laughs> Hi, good morning, Beth. Doing well. Thanks for being here. How are you? Good. We were talking a little bit about some of the ways that the health centers could refer to no buts or the 1-800-NO-BUTS, and I was asking some of the other folks like, um, how many health centers have set that up with their electronic health record, and it sounded like people didn't really know a lot about that, and I'm just wondering, could you share just a little bit about how that works with the health center and how like, they can refer through the electronic health record? Yeah, thank you. Great question, Beth. So um, many of you may be familiar with uh, the California Smokers Helpline, which can be reached at 1-800-NO-BUTS. It's also available in Spanish as well as six other uh, Asian languages. This um, resource they have that Beth is mentioning is called an e-referral platform. This is a system that can be implemented at no cost within your electronic health record and would provide a direct referral from within your health system to the helpline. This is done through direct messaging and again is available at no cost. The helpline would receive your client's name and telephone number, and they would be contacted directly from the helpline. This increases patient utilization of evidence-based cessation support from 2 to 3% if you were to hand them a card and have them call directly, to 30 to 40% utilization when a patient is called directly from the helpline. Do you know of um, 
any of our, our CHC health centers that are already using that? Currently, I currently I don't know of any specifically. And again, we we here just work in Sonoma County, so I, I couldn't necessarily speak to the other counties represented by RCHC. Um, but currently, we we don't at this time have any health health centers who are referring via the e-referral. However, we are working with some health centers and and working through that process. Uh, we're also happy to support any Sonoma County health system uh, and health center who's interested in that referral process or learning more about it. Um, and we would refer you if you're outside of Sonoma County to your local health department's tobacco prevention program who can support you in that process or to the helpline directly. Yeah, because I, yeah, I shared that we're in the process of exploring that with our electronic health record team and that we're working with you, but it'd be helpful to know if there are other um, health centers in Sonoma County working on it so we could maybe, you know, kind of work together, I guess, on it. But, um, but maybe we can follow up later about that. Yeah, we would be happy to connect you with um, other health systems and health centers who are working on this. There are also, Great. I do know that there are other health centers, FQHCs throughout the state who have implemented the e-referral mm -hmm. system. Um, not necessarily in Sonoma County or, or one of the counties represented by RCHC, but in other counties like Sacramento, San Diego, and Los Angeles. <coughs> Great. How are health centers addressing vaping amongst their patients? I know that that's not necessarily explicitly asked um, at a visit. Uh, are any of you guys explicitly asking that? Or if not, how do you intend to incorporate that in the future? This is Beth again, and I can start out just, um, we did go, well, Arielle actually and her team in Sonoma County led an effort through the Hearts of, uh, was it Hearts of Sonoma? That was looking at um, <clears throat> the smart form for how we are capturing kind of the smoking or tobacco and other information. And we looked at our smart form and kind of had brought it to our EHR team to adjust the questions. And I think Ariel's team, maybe you want to talk about this, Ariel, is, was trying to bring the health centers together to have a more consistent way of, of identifying, kind of putting, making sure vaping was one of the options in the tobacco assessment. Um, so we, we started that process. I don't know if it's officially completed. I think we were waiting for Ariel's team also to have uh, some recommendations. Do you have any follow-up on that, Ariel? Yeah, so thank you, Beth. Um, yes, so as Beth mentioned, we're working with the clinics as well as the private health systems to have more of a coordinated effort. Um, we found that uh, it's it's been a bit more challenging with everybody's schedule to get folks together, so we are trying to work more independently but sharing resources. Uh, we do have some health clinics uh, and health centers who have moved forward with questions, and so we're, we're gathering those, but we're also working with California Quits on a statewide effort to get uh, more of a specific question launched out statewide to be recommended across California. Other health centers on the call, are, are you asking about vaping? This is Eileen from Communicare. Um, I don't think that it's set up in our system yet, so as one of maybe the drop-down options when somebody says yes, 
but I feel like we'd probably have to ask it specifically because if you ask somebody whether they're smoking, they might still say no. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how people, you know, so that you wouldn't get to that drop down of like options. That, um, so I'm curious to see how it gets implemented in Sonoma, and we'll just we'll copy whatever you guys do. Do you know if there's anything in Yolo at the county level uh, working on on vaping? Um, I imagine, but not. I we haven't heard. I mean, I haven't heard about it yet. Mm-hmm. I did. I did uh, wonder, Kelly, if um, anybody has screenshots about the e-referrals in ECW. Um, it'd be great to just see what it looks like in the system. I'll just do a plug for contacting Ariel, and she is super. Um, responsive and thorough and will, yeah, help you. So reach out to her. I know she's been kind of the one, like, reaching out to us, which has been so awesome at Santa Rosa Community Health. And um, But, yeah, they're a great partner. So I give them my endorsement. <laughs> and, Ariel, for health centers that are outside of Sonoma, do you know if there are counterparts in you know Marin, Napa, and Yolo, that people that are in those counties could reach out to for this kind of help. Yes, there are, and Kelly, I'd be happy to provide you the contact information for each of those counties to share. A big thank you to today's presenter, participants, and our listeners. I'm your host, Kelly Bond, and we'll see you next time in the QI chat room. Thank you.